need to think after 11 o'clock tonight. I am so freaking tired, and I don't want to start thinking until 8.01, but at 3 in the morning, you're up, and, and, it's sort of, and the thoughts, usually, they're like a forensic unit. They're going over shit that supposedly has happened, like going over it like a fine tooth comb for some freaking God knows what reason. To me, it's just a reflection of the self. You're reflecting that you're there, you were there, and then the worrying about what's going to happen to you know, to me, it just creates an incredible dis-ease because the idea of life is happening is now so far removed where everything is seen as it's happening to me. It's really, really a claustrophobic view, yes? So everything, no matter what happens, you can only see it how it pertains to you. That, that's what self-centeredness means. Mm-hmm. means the whole system of interpretation here is centered on this idea of being a self, and I don't believe we are one. So basically, we're listening... It's, for, it's, it's assumption is off, just like I don't know if it was here I shared it last time, but I had to do some talks in Becky's. Yeah? And so <coughs> I had a lot of conflict of scheduling, because I had to go to North Carolina, and I'd been somewhere else, so I had to go to Toronto, and I had two weeks in Toronto, and then I thought, and then I got in touch, you know, uh, North Carolina got in touch with me, and they had told me when they wanted me, but I assumed it was October 8th or 9th, with no factual evidence, I just assumed that, and so I planned the Toronto thing, and I thought I was going to have two weeks till I could get home and then go back to North Carolina. And I was walking around totally believing this assumption that the, this little two-day thing was the 8th and 9th, but it was the 1st and the 2nd of October. When I went to the emails, they said the 1st and 2nd. My head just made up this idea, but I assumed it, and I based everything else on that assumption, and it was incorrect. I would say that's what's happening most of the day. You know, day in and day out. Most of our life is based is, a, is an assumption. It's based on a misassumption, and of course, it's not going to go seemingly the way we would imagine because it's based on a ro- an erroneous starting point. Yes, it's sort of like you can buy the greatest maps to LA, but if you mistake, if you think you're in, in Nebraska and you're in New Jersey. It doesn't matter how great the L.A. map is. It ha- the, the importance of the map isn't that it's incredibly clear how to get to L.A. It has to know where you're starting from. And I believe there's been a heist, a mental heist, and what you are, which is not something you can know or something you can experience, you can only be it. You can only be it. It's not an experience. It's not an experience. It's not an experience. It's a being. So you can know everything else here. I can know you. I can know this room. I can know the time. I can know my past. I can know my future. But you cannot apply knowing to what you are. Because you're being it. So what's causing this this disconnect? I humbly believe we're identified as something that we're not. And it can go to such an extreme length that we'll try to go find what we are, but based on leaving from what we're not. So then suddenly you become this conceptual idea of the authentic self or the truth or your inner spirit. It's all, it's, how can where, how can what you are journey to what it is? It's there. It's so there. You don't notice it. It's just, I'm sure, I'm sure most fish do not know they're in the water. They've been in the water their whole life. They have no freaking idea it's water. But if, they, if they're taken out of it, they know very quickly. They start flashing along the freaking thing like they go totally psycho when you pull them out. All under the water, I bet you they're totally oblivious that they're immersed in water. I would say the same, same point. We are what we're looking for. So uh, we'll have questions after uh, <laughs> for a while. So this great master, I don't know if you heard of him, Ramana Maharshi, he has a lot of writings. And, it, and he has this one point in most of them. And it goes like this. 
And this is for me, this is the space. In the space, a mental idea appears. And that mental idea is this. It's a presupposing a non-existent thing, which is this body, yeah, that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. You see the problem there, right? How could not? How could a non-existent thing get salvation for the non-existent thing? The only <laughs> salvation would be from the non-existent thing. And so he said, and then he follows it up with a a second disclaimer. He says, if your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing, how can they destroy the non-existent thing? And basically, how could anything destroy a non-existent thing? It would have to be existing to destroy it. So the beautiful sense of this message is you are what you're looking for, and that drive to get out is predicated on the belief that you're in somewhere. I don't believe you're in something to get out of. That's being out of it. I don't believe if you're an imaginary problem, if there's an imaginary problem and you keep applying solutions to it, that's a problem. That's the real problem. The constant application to a solution to an imaginary problem where really the only solution would be to see that it's imaginary. And how long would that take? No time whatsoever. And when is it available? Now. For how long? Now. Now is it. Now is eternity in a sense. You see? It's the only thing that's worth its salt. All the other stuff is putting something off that's inevitably always available at all times right where you are. And when it's put off, it's made into something. It made into a mental facsimile, a mental concept or a mental construct of what the mental state thinks this is. And it doesn't have a freaking clue. The only thing it can do is know something. It has no idea what being is because it ain't. It's not being, it's an activity. So, humbly, in the action figure story, Paul did a lot of stuff. I would... I see very little difference, really, with drug addiction and spiritual seeking, to tell you the truth. I think you have more fun with drug addiction in a lot. And you're going to get a lot more satisfied a lot faster than you will with looking for something. You really will. But you'll have consequences, unfortunately, for most of us. Yeah? But it's basically the same modality because it's based on a premise that I'm starting from somewhere that I'm not starting from. And... And everything else that seems authentic is based on the authenticity of where I'm starting from, and it ain't authentic. That's the beauty of the message. There's a statement in The Course of Miracles. I don't know if you read any of that. Course of Miracles, a trippy download in the 70s. It's not from here, though, for sure. But it says, it's a very good describer of what we're not, and the activity of what we're not. And it says this, you and I are the dreaming of this dream. We forget that we're we're dreaming. Alright, so how can we forget that we're dreaming, if we're the dreaming? Well, it can only reach a level of seemingly forget. means it appears to be true to you, because you're the reality. Yes? So when the reality thinks it's a body, it will seem to be a body. (laughs) Because it's the reality. It will give reality to things. Because it's the only reality there is. You and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming. And in that condition, we give everything we're dreaming the power to affect us. Sounds like our day today. We're dreaming thoughts. And now the thoughts, if, you, if, you're, if you're holding the thought as yours, when you own the thought, the thought owns you. When you own feelings, the feelings own you. When you own actions, the actions tattoo you here. Yeah? And every tattoo, every thick permanent ink verifies there's a real skin that it's being applied to. That's the selfing. 
It's using causeless effects here, which are all dreaming, to verify there's a real someone that it's happening to. And the, probably the pain is the greatest one. Yeah? Pain of the body is the most contracting, the interest and attention just goes to that, and the relevance of reality as a body seems so, so, so powerful that no philosophies will override it. Yeah. So... The selfing is incredibly fast, supposedly takes about 500 of a second for the brain to organize around conscious contact and imply that it has something to do with it. Very quick, yeah? So how the hell is another process going to beat that process? How are you going to, you know, hire a gun to come into your little village to fight the bad dude if the bad dude can outdraw everyone you get to show up? Yeah? How is it going to ever be beaten? So the only way, if that's one of the fastest processes in time, the only way that it's going to be beaten is by timelessness. And la la. We are being, we have an essence of timelessness. In this gunfight, our gun is always out. It can never be outdrawn. That's the only solution. The solution is that the problem is an activity. That's the only solution. If it's, if, it's, if it's given credence that it's a real problem, then you're going to seek a lot, a lot of solutions. And none of them are worth the term solution because they need vigilance, constant watching out, and you always seem to be losing the battle. For me, this is much easier. This is a relaxed awareness. Your interest and attention is not focused, it's dispersed. And in that dispersal, and it's not being directed by the mental state. It's not being focused on things or anything, and it's dispersed, and that's the sense of presence. It's your own fucking awareness. You sense it now. And now suddenly, the foreground of all the activity, or let's say the movie, yeah? And in most of our lives, the background is the screen, which allows all the movies to appear in. Actually, we, I would say, are the screen, and yet we are also picturing ourselves as appearing in the movie. When we become identified with that picture, part of being identified with it, you forget the screen. Yeah. Now you want to find the screen as if you're not of the screen, because the movie is of the screen. Yeah. And what movie have you gone to that you waited till the movie was over and clapped for the screen? But that's the only reason why there was a movie. Yeah. So what would happen if you saw that you were not that, which be, is being dreamt, then suddenly that background, and before, because you don't sense it like the fish, the fish could be that insane being immersed in water that it could be walking or swimming around thinking it's dry all day. That's how insane it can get. It's that insane that if an aspect of the ocean called a wave becomes identified as a wave, it separates itself seemingly from the ocean, and now it starts wanting to know the ocean. It reads books about the ocean, and it's looking to have an experience of the ocean. But the stubbornness of the wave is in place, yeah? And that wave will be dry, and it'll meet with other pe waves that think they're dry, and then they'll be planning a big pilgrimage to go see the ocean, and maybe just jump in and have an experience, but they are the ocean. They don't need to find the ocean, to have an experience of it would be an incredible downgrade. They are the ocean. All they need to know is see they're not the wave. And how long would it take for that wave to turn into the ocean? No time. And when would it ever revert back? Never. You would appear as a wave, but you would, there would, you would not be in the wave. You'd be of ocean, so to speak. Yes? That's something that's reliable, something that's always available at all times with no requirement on your side to meet it, because you are it. That's where you can truly rest, truly rest. That's where an ability that we all have now becomes applicable. You're outshining circumstances and situations. Yeah? You're not being led by thought anymore. The thought is constantly offering its services, constantly giving you its interpretation, but maybe like a broken clock at least is right twice every day. So if the, the head says turn left a thousand times, I've turned left once, yeah? It, oh, see, I was right. 
I gave you the right advice. No, it all it says is go left. If you lose interest in that, you're going to gain interest in something else. And then, that's how you know what you are is finding out. You cannot know it as a topic. You are it. You are what you're looking for. They weren't fucking trying to scare, you know, hide something from us. They were talking in plain sight. You are what you're looking for. The seeker is the sword. And a great master, Hoang Po, shows up and says, Hey, listen, bro. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use light to seek light. You can't use the bigger mind to seek bigger mind. Why is that? Because it makes total sense for me as this to start seeking the light. But maybe I'm not this. That's what he's saying. To this, it makes sense to seek the light because I don't feel like I'm the source of light. I gotta get light. I gotta get light reflected on me. I gotta absorb light. Almost like the moon has to wait for the sun to shine on it to even show any light. Yeah, I've gotta suck it from other some other sun. But would the Buddha ever seek the Buddha? Unless there was Mrs. Buddha and Mr. Buddha, maybe there would be a seeking. Would the Buddha ever seek the Buddha? Would bigger mind ever seek bigger mind? Would light actually seek light? It's totally absurd. You must there must be something in place that would cause you not to want to find the light. It's a simple, simple invitation. It's not a draft. I don't care what anyone does, yeah? Because you're gonna be the greatest convincer of your own condition. Yeah? You are. And if to me, the greatest thing practices do is fail you. That's the greatest gift they give us. So you're left with your own devices finally. Yeah? You're left with exactly how you think you are. And god damn it, you will see that you're not that. But if you keep that whole constantly working, trying to change that which can be changed, but believing that you, as something that can change, can be that unchanging quality as some kind of achievement is ridiculous. It's raised, it's chasing at the fool's gold. When is there any rest? When does when do the retreat stop? Did, for, didn't it start with a three day retreat, and then you know, then it's like a week. And then a month, then three months, and then you start synthesizing things. We're going to have three months of therapy, silence, tantric yoga, foot massages. I, I used to go on retreats. I didn't want to leave because the room was better than my house. And I got three gourmet meals. Did the one up in Spirit Rock. We used to call it the upper middle way there. I mean, it was freaking beautiful. They had incredible food every day. Who'd want to leave? No one's calling you. Your girlfriend isn't yelling at you. Sure, I had conditional peace. How long did it last? And what happened when he got home a week later? You were signing up for a six month and a year. I don't believe more works in this point of view. This this. This particular thing, more does not work. What's so scary? Just this, not even, It's not stopping. You're not going to stop. You're an action figure. Yeah. So for me, if you watch the selfing, you can watch the heist. You can watch the burglar. It's whole, it's his whole modus operandi is to claim. So the mental state doesn't have a life. It claims the life that you offer it, yeah? How does it do it? It comes after the conscious contact, but it implies it was before the conscious contact. So it claims the consciousness, it claims the actions, it claims the thoughts, it claims the feelings, it claims everything. And it makes all those things about it. So you have maybe thousands of thoughts seemingly going through your head every day, Every one of them is being used to point to the thinker. All the feelings that have been generated that you seem to have noticed this whole day, every one of them, there was a tail put on it, and that tail was pointing at the, the feeler. This mythical phantom. Yeah? It's sort of like, could you imagine if there was, there was nothing here, and then thought just went like this, 
around something so much, so long, it almost would generate a picture of something. That's what it is. That's what the selfing is like. It's constantly, constantly, constantly around this idea of being a someone. And then oh, it suddenly, oh, it seems to appear. So what would happen? It's simple. We used it the last time. This, this heist doesn't change the meaning of any... It changes the meaning of a word, but doesn't change any word it precedes. So you put money here, health here, relationships here. Everyone would have a reaction to them based on where you think you are, yes? And so now I'm just going to change the whole meaning of the word without changing any letter of it. My money, my health, my relationships... Like I used to always say, hey, I wish all of you to have tons of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. What's the difference? The money is exactly the same. The my is it. That is the act of the, that's the bondage of self. That's our activity. That's why we don't see it. We're looking for a thing. It's not. It's activity. The mental state is in the activity of the bondage of self. It's not bondage to self. There isn't a self and me to be bonded to. It's bondage of. So the bondage is comes from self. Yes? So without so you fight this and maybe you get over this one bondage, it's gonna produce more bondage. Yeah? The one who gets out of something is always gonna go back into something else. You cannot you cannot escape the dualistic expression here. If you believe you achieve something, you're going to believe you can lose it. You, if you believe you have peace, you're going to be worried about, will I have it tomorrow? If you can't escape it. It's like a two-sided coin. You can cut it 800 times, it's still going to be two-sided. So the bo- it's bondage of. So the freedom is not after the fact of self, it's before the fact of self. Because seeing it from here, it isn't a fact. It's an activity. It needs your... You have to comply with it. You have to... Like Jesus says, as you believe, so it is. You have to comply with it. And everything that's happening here is seemingly so. It means it appears to be true or false to us. So the only way false evidence can ever appear real, it has to appear real to what's real. We are reality. (coughs) in the act of identified as a thing this thing becomes real all other things become real when you see you're not this things change with no thought or effort all the giant achievements are just expressions of a ship they just happen you don't bring them about they express through and now you can enjoy peace of mind. Yeah? The pursuit of happiness, you may have just, you're like not even walking anymore because you're already content. You're satisfied. And then all the meaning you gave words of like enlightenment and awakening and peace, they drop because you got the real goods. You're chilled out. And it's reliable because it's what you are. It doesn't come and go. It doesn't get sh- it doesn't get outshined by circumstances. Thoughts cannot cloud it. See, if you take yourself to be a body and you're on land, let's say in the earth, and you want to get some sun, a mist of a culmination of moisture called a cloud can block you off from the sunlight of the spirit. Yes, it has a huge ability to influence your condition. But what would happen if you were on the sun side? You would see, still see the clouds, but you'd see them from the sun. At this point, the clouds would appear, but they would have no ability to block you off from the sun. It's all your positioning that gives everything the meaning it has. It's all how you're seeing it. So you question that and see what happens. Question the one who's doing it. Yeah? I don't care about if my head's worrying about next week. The impertinent question would be, who is it that's worrying about next week? Because if it isn't you, you don't care about worrying about next week. You don't care if other people are worrying about next week, do you? No. The only reason why you care about because you think it's you, and you shouldn't be worrying about next week. It's all based on this. The glue 
The honey pot is this is that mind. We're identified as something that we're not. That gives it all the credence it seems to have. If you recognize you're not that, the gig's over. Things change. And you are what you've been looking for. The seeker is the sword. They've said it so many different ways. And it's not a philosophy. It's not. Yeah. If that would be too dry, I'd throw that away. You want to have a tactile sense of it, like an unspoken yes, like something you knew before you ever known anything else. Yeah. You'll have it. You'll have a feeling. And being is different than knowing. And timelessness is quite different than what we call time. Yeah. And your sense of quality of another type of download that its modality isn't based on self. It's very inclusive. It's more win-win. It's uh, and it's very very dispersed. It's like your intention and interest is not being driven or directed by the mental state anymore. And then it just it's like a big cloud, yeah. And in that dispersal, it has a sense of itself. It's not being put to task. It's not being put to work. It's not looking for the next thing for you. It's not constantly being driven to keep reasserting the dead preoccupation of being a someone. Yeah, It's not constantly being shot into the past and the future to follow thoughts about you 10 or 20 years ago or thoughts about you 10 years ago and fuel all the insane imaginings that can come out of what's not happening. Like in what's not happening right now, in what's not happening, you can have cancer. You can be destitute. All these things that aren't a condition right now can can appear to be a condition then, and they are. We our belief in it is so powerful. We produce effects out of what's not happening. We're miracle workers every day here. We're making shit out of nothing. Put the thought system there. Put it five years ago from now, and you'll start feeling anxious or feeling contracted with no apparent threat here because you're not responding to here. You're reacting to there and then. To me, that's an addiction. It's slavery, really. To have this day be eclipsed by yesterday and tomorrow, day in and day out, we were just driving. Everyone in every car was totally driven by time. The belief in time. They weren't going to get where they needed to go to. And as soon as they have an agenda, everything is seen as an obstacle. If you have nowhere to go, you'd see the same event and you don't see any obstacle. It's all us. But not as a thing, but as activity. Everything is streaming itself. Everything is verbing. There's no noun to be found. The mental process puts nouns in places. That's all it does. But there's no nouns to be found. Yeah? Everything is happening, but nothing ever happened. The only thing that's always been happening is us. We've been the screen, noticing all the movies going by. Not one of them stopped and became anything, because they're, we are everything. They're coming, they're like skirting over our mythical eyeballs. You're seeing everything, but nothing ever becomes anything. Because you're the only being. It's appearing and then disappearing, appearing and disappearing to that which never appears and disappears. The clues are everywhere all day. How could something that you call the worst thing ever happened to you, suddenly after a year of doing, you know, maybe being in recovery from certain addictions, now they're seen as the best thing that ever happened to you. What the hell was it? It was what you made it to be. And what is behind you, making what you are? There is nothing behind us. There is nothing behind the seeing, but more seeing. It's not more seeing, all there is is seeing. This is what I humbly believe we're all looking for. What happens is, the mental state takes those yearnings and misdirects it. 
you know, takes a trip that would take no time at all and not one inch and gives you a map of thousands of miles, tons of purifications, everything like this, and then hopefully, after lifetimes, you may arrive there. And if you followed it, it was it went like this. You were here already. <laughs> and then, then when you seemingly finally arrived, what's the feeling? What's the feeling when you finally arrived? It's always been this way. That's the feeling. When it finally dawns on you, you get, wow, it's always been this way. It never was not this way. Why not start there? You'll save yourself a lot of time and trouble. I humbly guarantee you, when you finally arrive, you'll get you always. <laughs> it, was, it was always that way, all the time. Once the dreaming sees through it, it sees all the dreaming as just that dreaming. Doesn't mean it stops. The dreaming continues, but now it's more like a mirage. You know there ain't no water there, but you still see the palm trees and everything like that. But you know you've been to that well. There's no water. Yeah? You're the water. You're the life. And then this becomes an expression instead of an acquiring or achieving. You're more being, you're in the mode of, of something expressing through you instead of trying to wrestle something to get to that thing which is expressing. It's what we are. I just love these thought sayings because the talks have never changed. We've never added on to them. We've never lengthened them. We never turbocharged them. We don't promise you fucking anything because nothing is what you're really looking for. You've had so many something. What did it total up to? How many somethings have you acquired and what has it totaled up to? Nothing. Nothing is where the value lies. I'm so happy to come here. I never bring anything. I never leave with anything. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That to me is the epitome of traveling lighter. And I really humbly believe if you had that experience in as this action figure, all these wants and dreams of some mythical idea of enlightenment would be dropped like that. Look at what people at enlightenment meetings do with enlightenment. They're driving themselves crazy with the idea of enlightenment. It's become another ruler to fucking whack your wrist near your knuckles with. You should be, I can't believe he's enlightened, but she's enlightened. Boom, boom, boom. You know, <laughs> this is what the mental state does. You, it's like, for, I'm an, I come from alcoholism. and we used to have a saying like, you could drop an alcoholic in heaven, it would be hell in a day. As simple as that. That's what happens. This head introduced to, oh, enlightenment is definition is a cessation of all suffering. What most people who are trying to reach enlightenment are suffering constantly. Yet, what they want to arrive at through suffering is the cessation of all suffering. It's like conscious contact. Does conscious contact demonstrate any thought or effort? Are you trying hard to see now through the eyes? No, because you're not seeing. There's seeing. There's hearing. If your ears work, you're going to hear everything. You can vow, I'm not going to hear this note today, and you'll probably hear it. I mean, you have, it's like you have no power, just like with the thing with the thoughts. Well, and before the thoughts, why the hell aren't they listening to me? Because you're not. You're after the thought. You're a thought, basically. Are we going to have time for sharing today? We can do whatever you like, yeah. Oh. It's so nice to hear. All right, so let's start now then, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I think we can probably um, go a little bit longer since, since we started uh, later, if that's okay with everyone else. It's about 7.22 sure. now, I think we go to about 7.45. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, if there's some questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. go. <coughs> <laughs> you can share this too. <laughs> <laughs>
So what do you do like in the wheel of addiction when um, there's this like beautiful concept of like letting go and realizing it's okay. I don't know if that's exactly what you were saying, but just the sense of like letting go of like, I am addiction. This is part of me or like I have addiction that manifests in like X, X and Y, you know, and you reach this place of serenity. But then like, like three minutes later, you're kind of caught back in the wheel. Like, what do you find is a good way to keep yourself present? Service and then recovery. And what if you're doing service and you're still caught in the wheel all the time? More service. <laughs> More service. What if you do service every day and you're still caught in the wheel? Well, ask who's caught in the wheel. Right. No, not right. Ask, do it. Ask it. Well. Who's caught in the wheel? I would say myself. Say <laughs> no, don't answer. Don't answer. Just let it sit there. Like, let it like hover. Who is it that's caught? And then, because the head will rush in with an answer, why not just wait for another one? Yeah. You'll s- at least, if you can see the heist, it's the beginning of its end, yeah? Mm. So the idea of, if you've noticed, have you ever seen a hamster wheel? Could it call, be called a wheel without a hamster in it? Mm. It's just a metal thing. It's not wheeling, is it? Mm. It needs us to create a hamster wheel. Yeah? So what happens if the hamster gets out of the wheel? The wheel stops, so it takes credit for stopping the wheel. <laughs> but then it gets back on, and then, yes, he, can't, he doesn't see, you don't see, like, the relationship. It's, yeah? Yeah. The thoughts have power over us because the held is ours, I'm humbly suggesting. If you could see them as, like, for me, one of the first breakthroughs was in recovery, when I saw the thoughts I was seemingly having as alcoholic thoughts, it gave me a lot more space. Mm. So I went to meetings for the first few months, and I listened to people, you know, recovery meetings, they share their feelings, thoughts, and their reactions to life. And, and I had a very strict ter- sense of terminal uniqueness. You know, I didn't think anyone thought like I did or felt like I did or did the heinous things that I did mm-hmm. and I was into for a rude awakening because a lot of people think like I do mm-hmm. and it came to two conclusions how did they get my thoughts or they're not my thoughts see how could something be yours if a lot of people have it so that was a big relief yes yeah? so what happened what's relief space in a way so that's something that's been like a saran wrap that you didn't notice that was around you some of it gets taken off and you feel a lot different yeah, that space. So the difference between thought and my thought is huge. So I would just look at that. You have the experience. How many people have shared what you would call your thoughts at meetings? Take the, let it take you with the next step. I see it a lot at recovery. People go, oh, I can't believe how everyone thinks like I do here. And everyone <laughs> feels like you. And I'm going, yes, yes. And what would that mean if everyone thinks like you do? You know, push them off the cliff. But they always... Go back. They hold on, yeah, <laughs> because the the evidence is so overwhelming. Because your whole the mental state's whole story is that you're unique, mm-hmm. that there's no one quite like you. When it's a stock version, mm-hmm. <laughs> seriously, it just has a different name on the box, but it's the same same GPS. Mm-hmm. We have the English version, and then in France they have the French version, but it's basically the same same. Yeah, so. That which hears the message doesn't want to hear the message. It's like that old statement, what is it you know that you don't want to know? The selfing does not want to know that it's a foreign installment. It does not want to know that it's a parasitical movement. It wants, it's like the skin and the snake. Yeah, We used this, I think, the last time. The snake, every year, goes through molting. It does not molt, obviously. This, oh, I'm going to molt today. The snake has nothing to do. It's at the effect of molting. You know, the skin falls off. Yeah. So that's an event every year, supposedly. So we're going to look at that event from two points of view that are available. From the skin's point of view. The skin's whole point of view is that it's the snake. Yeah. So when it starts sensing the separation between it and the snake, it starts flipping out because its whole story is I'm the, I'm the snake, but it isn't. It's the skin. Yeah. And what does it do? It jacks into the snake head and says, "Hey, you got to get a lot of moisturizer. Do not go out in the noonday sun. Watch out for that rock. Don't get you know. Keep this skin on as long as possible." But from the snake's point of view, it's like hallelujah. When the skin falls off, 
It's got new skin, much shinier, attracts better, you know, younger female snakes. <laughs> yeah, it dries. It can go over the rocks smoother. Yes, so it's really incredible. But from the skate, from the skin's point of view, it's like hell. It's see. So that's what's playing. At the same time, silence is broadcasting. That megaphone comes on, and it throws out its reaction from its view. And a lot of times, we side with that. We side with that. We side. We see this new possibility as the scariest thing of all, because we're not seeing it. And it's because of the identification. Yes. Yeah. I love recovery. Recovery is a great way because this action figure needs a way of life. Mm -hmm. I veer off a lot. I need two God rails, G-O-D rails, so to speak, to keep me on the straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah. And it's a great way to place to express. Mm -hmm. You know, to hold that space and to enjoy peace of mind and stuff. Yeah. I guess what's coming to mind for me is uh, in a meeting we were in last night, you know, the topic was unity um, in a, a, a meeting. And um, I'm kind of wanted to hear a little bit of your thoughts on this sort of action figure self, this singular, and how important or how we relate to those around us. How I mean, you mentioned service, you know, just kind of your thoughts on being an action figure self and also being connected to well, my thoughts or the thoughts on the action figure have been many. <laughs> it's all that's been thought about for a long, long, long time. But my takes on it, the action figure has its own wants and needs. Yeah, And a lot of times in spirituality, I think people make a mistake. They attribute action figure qualities to that which we are and that which we are to the action figure. It gets confusing. But I think the action figure needs its what it needs, what works for it, yes? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it reaches a sense of well-being. And to me, what it reaches is a real living uh, sense of enough. You know, that word enough. That's a high level of action figure, when it reaches enough. And I also believe one of the highest forms of expression as this action figure is surrender. To be led instead of to lead, to be directed instead of directing. So it's funny because it, you know, we we like to. I find the mental state, the dualistic expression of it, is very extreme. Yes, no, high, low. It's either all this and all that. But here, it's a lot sloppier. So the action figure has its agenda. Yes, and then there's that that whatever light that's always available at all times. Yeah. I see that as very inclusive. I don't see it as contradictory. So, I will, the action figure needs a way of life. And AA has worked for me for like 29 years now. Yeah, It allows me to be of service. It puts me to good use. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. All the things that brought the, this up to its best level. Yeah, Because when it was all about me, it became very destructive. Very, very like turned in on itself. And it does better when it's being led and being used by a power greater than it. Yeah? All right. That, but again, there's also what's always available at all times. So I don't believe in uh, this message is not a path of illumination. To me, AA is a path. But this, this will illuminate whatever path you're on. In other words, you'll be the bringer of the light instead of the shopper for the light. Mm -hmm. You'll be the bringer of the light. Yeah? You'll actually know what it feels like to hold space. So let someone be, have all that they want to have of them and just be there holding the space. You're not acknowledging or anything. Yeah? And you, would, can, you cannot believe how... It, I've had people go off on me at meetings when I was young in AA because I was doing workshops. And this one guy went off on me for about five minutes just hating me, and, and he finally asked me to be a sponsor. 
You know what I mean? He didn't say anything. He just went all around the circle. It just got it's unbelievable. You just don't do anything, and so much fucking shit gets done. Yes? Just hold the space. Easiest thing in the world. The what? At least he got yelling at his phone. Oh, yeah, this was unbelievable. <laughs> like five minutes. He went through the whole, the whole rotation. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. But keep going, that's all I'd say. Because actually, I needed a sense of belonging. I'm not a very big belonger, but AA gives me what I need. So I have a very loose connection, but I'm involved in it, but I don't hang out with that many people, but I get that sense of well-being I need. And you need to know what level the gauges of the action figure. What is enough to the action figure? What's the sense of well-being? Sometimes it's not much, but it's nice when you have it reached, and then it just drives well and doesn't veer off the roads and cause, you know, chaos. We had just had this thing. I'm sorry, I want to say something about AA. We had this great event in Marin every Thanksgiving where there's like people donate turkeys, everything, and they serve 400 people, have a meeting, 400 people. It starts from 12, it's out by 3. And we were just (laughs) thinking about it going, could you imagine if these 400 people were out loose, you know? Causing havoc in families and getting arrested and something like that. We should get a huge endowment from all the governments of the world. They should be paying tons of money to AA because we're saving them a lot of incarceration, a lot of fucking shit. I mean, there was 400 of us. That would have been like a nuclear explosion in a family situation. All just having, you know, cleaning up, serving food, you know what I mean? Putting the garbage away and dispersing with no arrests or anything like that. I mean, how can you... That's just an incredible demonstration. Yeah? And all it is is the change of mind. Yeah? Like the satellite disk just changing a little. So now it gets about maybe a half percent more direct light, but that direct light is profoundly influential. Can you imagine if it was turned completely? Yeah. See, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Yes? So we can make shit out of nothing. We do, all day. We can make false evidence appear real. Can you imagine if that ability that you don't may know you have, but it's built in, was turned to what is so? What a force that could be. Mm. You, it's, look at what it's done with what's not so. Right. Making so much shit up <laughs> is amazing. Can you imagine if it was really matched with what is so? <laughs> then maybe you would enjoy peace of mind. You have that new power flow in. You would sense the presence. Yes. And for me, in a sense, page 84, it comes to the point that you'll be placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on your part. The problem will not exist for you. Now, that is a damn good solution. A solution that causes the problem not to exist for you is worthy of the term solution. I think there's so much shit being peddled as solutions that have nothing to do with a solution. They have to do with business. You know, they had add-ons, 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 yeah? Yes. That's revelatory. The big book is a revelatory book. I mean, it's unfortunate that everyone thinks it's just for addicts and alcoholics. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that whole expression, it says you will cease fighting everyone in anything. It's not like, you have to cease fighting. It's an expression. The mind has changed, and now this is what it looks like. The same seeming mind, it's sort of like that rose bush that was never blooming, and it had self-centeredness, so it's, I'm the worst rose bush, and I hit all those blooming other rose bushes, and it's gone on, constantly on itself, too many thorns, this and that, and it believes completely that that's the rose bush it is. All it needs to do is be taken out of that small pot with that lousy soil, and not get enough water, put it in a bigger pot with some good soil, water, and light, and it blooms. You're neither this or that. We are just possibilities. Yes? We're possibilities. Something takes you over. I was a fucking perfect addict. I've matched my addiction, my devotion to drugs with any fucking spiritual devotee and the annals of spiritual history. Up with that monkey god, I was right there. I loved shooting coke. I did anything for it. I worshipped it constantly. I, sur- it got, I went through hell and back. Everything. Nothing. You cannot transcend an imaginary place. 
There is no escape from this dream as the dreamt object. Wherever you appear as this, that's the dreaming. You're never going to appear outside the dreaming. There's no appearance outside the dreaming. What about people that struggle with suicidal thoughts <coughs> and the concept of like letting go of self and how like there could like I'm not I'm But not if they're not in the condition to let go of self, it's sort of like if someone's house is on fire, you don't tell them there is no house on fire, you tell them where the water is. Right, right. So you gotta meet where people where where there is to be met. You can't be you know, if someone's having a hard time, spend some time with them. You know, do whatever. You want to keep them from himself. Like when people go to me and go, I'm going to go home and think about it. I'll fucking go to a movie with them. Because that's the worst thing you could ever do. Go home and think about anything. And you're going to spawn about 30 other problems. Seriously. You can't apply the problem to a solution. And the problem resides in the mind. And that's not just for alcoholics and addicts. It's all of this right here. The problem, the activity of the problem is reinforced by the memories, by the perception, and it's constantly, constantly, constantly injected by the thoughts. Mm. The thoughts, you're constantly shooting up selfie. You're the dealer, you're the addict, you're the whole thing. You can, as the dealer, it can be cut off here. Yeah? Yeah. Any more questions? Any questions? Sharing has ended. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, eh? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you, everybody. Yes, yeah. thanks for having me. Okay, so some quick announcements. Um, so one of them is uh, we usually, uh, a lot of us will do dinner afterwards, and um, it's oftentimes a very nice thing, uh, the best part of the evening. Um, so everyone has a bottle. Hey, what does that mean? Oh, I get it. I'm not going to have dinner with him. I'll show him. We'll have a better dinner. Have you seen your account? Have you seen your account? Oh, there we go. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and um, uh, other things, we, we've got some events coming up. Um, um, Mahesh will be speaking uh, the week after, and then we've got a quarterly party uh, December 17th, and uh, we'll be having a.